Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. It's Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael, and we're here with another exciting episode introducing you to awesome, wonderful people that I am introduced to. This week, I have actually a, a dear friend of mine who I have not talked to in a couple of years, so this is a nice catch-up, but Mike Mello. Hey, how's it going? Dude, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I can't believe we get to catch up on my podcast. This is exciting. I know. This is a very uh, industry. I know, but what makes it even more industry is that you have directed a movie, and now you get to sit on my podcast and talk about it. That's right. That's pretty fun. Yeah, and and get to find out what's going on with you as well. Of uh, course, everybody knows what's going on with me. I talk about it so much. Uh, There's not much going on because we're in the middle of a, of a pandemic. We are. Yo, oh yeah, you didn't hear? Oh, no. oh yeah! Wow! Woke... Oh shit! My wait, are you there? I'm. I'm still here. Are you all right? <laughs> I got excited and my computer fell over. All right, you're frozen right now, but it's okay. a funny still image. There you go. I can, I'm going to cut that out. Okay. No. So, <laughs> yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm trying to stay sane and healthy, which isn't the easiest to do specifically, but um, I took up photography recently, and that's sort of what's been keeping me sane. Oh, really? Yeah. How's that been and, going? And actually really good. I just got published in a magazine. Oh, no kidding. Congrats. Yeah. I know. I just picked up a camera in January. And I've already. Been, I know. I feel like one of those people, like, like. What do you mean? <laughs> like, why you? But it, I, it's because you know, after being in the industry for so long, I just know a lot of models and stuff. So I'm lucky enough to be able to like capitalize on that. I think because when I was practicing, I was like, I really need to learn how to use this camera. You're a model, and it's like you're your friends. So it's like, even if you get like three, or four pictures, they're happy to help. You know. But luckily, we've been. Oh sure. I'm doing good. Well, um, that's something. Um. I mean, I wish I got a little bit more into that. I've sort of like learned like a little bit of every facet. Yeah. I find that photography and cinematography, I mean, that's a whole, I could spend a lifetime learning that, right? So. Well, you know, it's interesting because like composition, because I do direct and I do work in film, like composition was never right. something I didn't understand. It was really more just like, and I already know how to direct people. So it was really more just like pressing the camera and sort of like finding those things. So. I've noticed that it's kind of helped me a lot in my directing and, and framing of shots. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you just directed a movie called sunny side up. That's correct. Yes. And we get to talk about it. Actually, you get Sweet. to talk about it. I want to get to just listen to you say all those wonderful things. You're oh, gonna that say. sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you started this movie and um, what, how did the, how the whole thing start out? Like, um, give I us mean, the play by play. Sure. Uh, the idea came to me. So, I, I'm a person who's like experienced like social anxiety at like different levels throughout my life, right? What? I can never uh, picture you having social. I know. Is that funny? Because uh, <laughs> I know you in all social settings. That's so interesting. I know. I know. Well, I, I think I've learned to like adapt to it and like I can kind of feel when it's coming on and, you know, deal with it, quote unquote. Okay. But, um, but then when I was thinking about the next film to write, uh, my grandmother had passed. 
And it was a weird time for me because I was in LA working on stuff and then I had to go fly back to the East Coast. And, um, you know, it was just a lot of family and there were, there were a lot of men's to be made. And, you know, it was, it was a good time in terms of uh, family unity, but devastating in watching my, my grandmother pass, obviously. And so, um, and I was also curious about the funeral process at that point. You know, your, your mind starts to think about all sorts of things, a lot of the existentialism and, and, and whatnot. And so I started processing what it feels like to have social anxiety um, and to kind of process the funeral aspect and whatever. Uh, so I started writing and I was like, I wanted to uh, sort of write something that could showcase what anxiety might feel like. Um, cause I, I, I'm a fan of like films that like immerse you, not just in story, but like, um, what the camera is doing will make you feel a certain way. Well, you know, whatnot. So, um, I wanted to per portray at least what I might feel like or what some other people that I've talked to might feel like. And so that started the process. And then I, uh, shadowed a, uh, funeral home for a couple of days and kind of like researched that. And that was really interesting. Um, and, you know, uh, the funeral aspect of life is always portrayed as like this, like dark and, and scary thing. But the way that they wanted things sort of portrayed was like a family environment where they kind of help you through the process. So it was really interesting to get yeah. all that. And that was the start of it. And uh, did that help you then deal with like the passing of your grandmother? Oh, it did. Sort yeah, of catharsis? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, as you know, in the writing process, I mean, so, some things are quick and some things you're just ruminating over for, you know, months and months or whatever. So that was one of those yeah. things where I was writing it. Um, I think it, it took like a month to, to actually write, but I was thinking about it for months and months. And so it sort of like helped me process that. And in talking to other people, um, you kind of learn what people go through. There's a lot of similarities. Um, now, given, uh, this COVID situation, these lockdowns, I think uh, people um, are a little bit more apt to talk about, you know, sort of experiencing these things. So I, I think it's interesting. I feel like social anxiety is one of those things that more people have than more people realize. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who are like, are fine in small groups, right? But then like the more, like if you start going into like bigger, bigger groups, a lot of people can't handle it. Like I know my cousin is the same way. He's like, the bigger the crowd is, he's like, so I think, I think that that's something that's important. Now I get it during COVID it's people aren't as social because we're not going out. Right. But I'm wondering if people are, are dealing with anxiety in a different way now because the anxiety of like not knowing what's going to happen in the future, how long it's going to take before we get a, a vaccine, you know, how long, bef I, I think there's so many other. So what, for you, what are you feeling? Cause I don't know if you have social anxiety. What are you feeling now? Um, I mean, obviously sort of, this whole situation is just devastating um, and people have dealt with it differently. I mean, I'm, I've been fortunate and, and grateful for what I've been allotted. So uh, for me, there's a certain sense of, um, you know, wanting to connect with people kind of being grateful for certain things um, and also feeling completely down about 2020 in general, but also what, what some other people have gone through. So yeah. for me, it's a weird feeling. Um, and and anxiety wise, I guess like the the the, it's just sort of weird to kind of interact with people again slowly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. You have your circles, you know, and and you know, a job or whatever. Um, if if you're fortunate to have one, but uh, 
Um, I think the, the moments where you're just randomly meeting people or I've had random conversations just doing laundry, man. And I'm like, oh, like, what, what, what do I say? Yeah. Where, do I, where do I put my hands? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's interesting now, like, we're so used to seeing people in masks. Like, maybe when it first started, mm-hmm. it was like, but like, even on TV now, like, if you watch the news, some of the news people have masks. It's so it's interesting. I think well, especially because you and I are on the on the West Coast, so it's taken a little more seriously here in California. But we right. definitely are used to seeing people in masks. And then it's like, you, where we used to shake hands, it's like maybe now we'll like bump elbows or something. So it's like we're not touching, and you understand you have to keep your distance. Like it's it's interesting. I think in the last nine months of how much we've sort of adapted in realizing mm-hmm. that like, okay, this is something we're going through, but then it's also like, it's something that we're all going through. So it's not like, like when it first, when it first happened, it was just sort of like, wow, this seems so surreal. And now it's like, okay, well, we, we're getting through it. We're adapting. We all understand. And it's like, no one's going to look at you differently because you don't want to hug them or because you want to. And I think that's a sort of a a testament to how people are that we're able to adapt to such things. I I think Mm. that's fascinating to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I also, I'm wondering, you know, I don't know how anxious you get or what you're feeling now, but how, uh, in terms of that, how do you think you're you're adjusting to it or feeling? Well, you know, it's interesting. So I, I have so many mixed emotions. So the thing is, is like I'm extremely sociable. I get that from my mother. I I just <laughs> excel in large groups. I always have. As you know, I mean, I used to, I've seen it many a time. So yeah, you know, you like I used to, I used to literally used to run a networking event. So to me, I thrive around people, but because I'm also an artist, I don't mind spending time by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So when the, when the pandemic first hit, I was like, well, you know, it's like I work in film and there's times that like I could have a week with no work. So I'm fine with getting up and, and, and working from home. But then it, it just became like, it just went on and on and on and on. I was like, okay, I got to start being around people everything was closed. So like I have to get out of the house. So I would walk around the neighborhood or I would drive in my car somewhere and just take pictures just so I could like get fresh air. Just, and I wasn't around people per se. It just was, I get, I got so antsy. Mm. Right. I was feeling so to keep my sanity, but there'd also be days where I just feel like I'd get up, make breakfast and then just go lay back down. Like it was just like, well, you know, yeah, I've been it's there. like, there's no, so it, it just was such, it did take it. I mean, looking back on it now, I mean, first of all, it's surprising how fast these nine these nine months went. And I just remember like when it first started. I remember how long April just felt like it was never going to end. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it's all of a sudden yeah. it's like now we're having Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? I know. It's a well, It's to your point. The adapting thing. I think um, you yeah. know, there's resistance to certain things, obviously, like uh, with anybody. But over yeah. time, you just you know, it is what it is and you try the best that you can. So I think to your point, we all have the ability to adapt to some, some degree. Well, and that, and that's, you know, I think that's why art is so great. You know, is that like you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I need to do something to take my mind off of things. So I'm reading more. People are watching movies more, you know, we definitely need more content. So um, what do you want the audience to get away from watching your movie sunny side up like what is the one thing you want them to walk away with i mean well 
I don't think I had any sort of uh, expectations or thought. Like when I was putting this together, it was sort of just, this is kind of what I'm, I'm wanting to express and whatever people get is whatever people get. But then after having a couple of screenings and um, sort of talking to people after those, uh, what I thought was interesting was there, there, there are people that do experience something like this. And it was sort of a cathartic experience to kind of go through it and go, hey, I can show other people that this is maybe what I go through or whatever. Um, then there were people that were family members who were like, hey, my son deals with this or my mom deals with this. So, um, you know, this is a nice tool to use or whatever. It was like uh, um, informative. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, what I found interesting were the people that don't know what this feels like or have never experienced it, didn't know that it existed or whatever. You talk so about they, social anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or that like self-deprecating like inner voice or... I have know, that. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> but uh, so a lot of times they come together and a lot of people would come up after um, and express that they, they weren't aware of this. Um, and so oh, that's good. That's of, awesome. Yeah. So I think it's, um, I guess what I hope that people get out of it is just a, a, a bridging the gap between understanding what somebody might go through internally and what they present externally, um, whether you, you've experienced it or not. You know, what's interesting is, is, kind of piggyback on that is I remember like when the pandemic first started there's all these memes that went out and it's like everybody who's antisocial or has social anxiety is loving this because they don't have to be out but then the people like me who are completely social are like ah, I gotta get out of this you know so it's, it's right, interesting right. to sort of see that and it's great that there's a, a, a place that you're able to offer that to those people like I said my cousin and I we attend a lot of well I usually go to a lot of horror conventions he attended one with me and he has social anxiety and he was okay but there'd be times he's like I just have to, I have to get out of here. I have to go outside I have to get fresh air. I have to go back to the room. And I'm like, okay, like to me, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm like, you go have fun. Um, I'll walk around when you're ready to go. But I remember like how debilitated he'd like be, he would like slowly back up against the wall and just be like, I have to get out of here. And you could like yeah. literally see his skin crawl. Well, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I do an extent. I mean, I mean, I understand how debilitating it is. I and mean, anxiety, yeah. social anxiety is. I mean, and, and, and in the film, it's not necessarily the degree that I, I am, always at I, I don't know if i've necessarily like hit that level um so uh yeah. I, I also want to be sympathetic to those that have it to that extreme yeah. um yeah so i have var varying levels and it depends like if i'm around a lot of people a lot um i think i'm fine and i yeah. i enjoy talking to people i mean that much is clear so um so there's that aspect but then when i'm editing for like months on end or when i'm you know writing by myself or whatever then those feelings start to creep up for me because then let's say we, we would hang out or something. I'm sure the first couple of minutes I would be just thinking, am I coming off like a weirdo right now? You know, <laughs> the good thing is I always come off as a weirdo. So I just own that. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. Well, because I'm, I'm, I have a shit ton of energy. So, I mean, I come at people like a wrecking ball. I don't mean to, <laughs> I just have an, a, a big, and I talk fast and I'm just like, I'm, I'm driven solely by passion. So sometimes people are like, Oh, you're a lot to handle. And I, and I know that about myself. So I try to, I tell people all the time, I go, I'm a lot of energy, but I, it's like good energy. It's just. Oh, sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, everybody meshes with everybody differently, but yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're super fun. So. Oh my God. I, I love know. being super fun. Yeah. I you're think super you're super fun, fun too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I think um, we, we, we mesh well together. Like I said, it depends on the group too. Um, um, but yeah. I, I think you introduced me to like, um, you know, you had Jeffrey on, and uh, you had introduced me to him like way back when, a couple other people, and it was great meeting everybody. So, 
Um, it just depends on the social setting, I guess. You know, and I think that's true. I think if you're around people that you know, like mm-hmm. like if you're going out with friends, it's it's different than the thing you're going to like. Like sometimes in in our industry, we have to just go to things, yeah. and there's people there we don't know, and so like you're you're already like I don't know anybody, you know they don't know me as a person, and so like I think you are already heightened when it comes to like being around people, and then right. are, you know so I it, you're right if you're out with like, yeah a little uh, a little exposure therapy I guess yeah so I I can understand how that's even if like you go to one event with like one or two people, you kind of ha- can fall back on them and you're like okay well I. I'm feeling a little anxious, so you can take a step back and let those people kind of talk, and you know, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I can see right. like if you're in an awkward situation where you're by yourself, yeah, or something, especially around people you well, don't so know. It's, it, in the in terms of work, like there's a presentational aspect, right? So we're all sort of Fair. like writers, actors, whatever. So I think in those settings, I think you can put on whatever you need to put on to get through the day, yeah. but. But like when it's something a little more intimate, let's say even um, whether you have friends that you know or not, then that might be a different type of anxiety, you know, because the, the anxiety that I feel when like we go to those like events or whatever, is like, oh, well, these people have done this and what have I done and how do we match up? And that's what they want to know. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's a different type of anxiety than like, oh, what do they think of me as a person or you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do you. Does that affect you, like, if you have to do public speaking? I have done a lot of pub- public speaking, and I think I'm, I can suppress it. But I, oh, okay. I, I think for me, the way it works is up until we're doing it, um, once, once I'm in it, I'm fine. Um, oh, and okay. I see that. I, yeah, and I can also, like, feed off of, like, whatever energy is happening in the room and kind of play off of that. So I'm, I'm totally good with that. But the lead-up to it and, like, whatever is going on in my head, um, nightmare. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I don't know why I I excel so well. I guess it's because I grew up being a performer. Like I, you know, I started singing. I like I had my first solo at five. So I think just at a young age, oh, I've okay. always been like in it. And I'm not mm. saying I'm not saying that I don't get anxious. I mean, especially if I perform, I can get like overly anxious. But I, I just I've always been one of those people. Like I can just talk in front of a crowd. Like I just. Yeah. Can wing it. I think that's why the podcast comes so easy for me. It's just like, oh, I can just talk. I'm fine with it. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, but, that makes like, sense. but people being socially awkward isn't isn't lost on me. And I, but I think sometimes I I take it for granted that it becomes easy for me. So I think sometimes I forget how difficult it can be for people. And I'm like, what is like? Because I, I remember I, I remember like with my cousin when he was having his moment. I had to stop and go. Oh, that's right. I know this is hard for you. I had to, you know, this is not hard for me. I'm not saying that I don't get overwhelmed. But it mm-hmm. takes a lot more for me to get overwhelmed than it would for somebody like Kim or you. Sure. You know? Well, and I think, like, it also depends on, like, what's going on in your life at that time. So, like I said, like, um, around the passing of my grandmother, um, it was just a lot of, like, existentialism and sort of uh, obsessing over – I mean, I was dipping into nihilism for a while, and I was dipping, uh, dipping into oh, okay. different, like, uh, you know, uh, theologies and, like, all this other stuff. I was just open to everything. But in doing so, sometimes you were – opening up yourself to so much information that you feel a little unsure of all, all of it. And then you oh, throw okay, yourself yeah. into a social setting and it's like, Oh boy, um, I have a lot of stuff going on in my head type of thing. Um, well, you're probably also dealing with, uh, I mean, dare I say mortality maybe in a sense, I think sometimes. Oh like yeah. I mean, that's, that's a died. constant. Yeah. Every, every year on my birthday, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> right, year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's never <laughs> lost on me. 
That's cool. Oh, I'm, man, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm so proud of you for this. This is amazing. I think I was talking about Jeffrey. Like, that was his directorial debut. This Is this your directorial debut? Yeah, feature-wise, yeah. Bam, look at this. I got all the first-time directors on this show. I'm loving this shit. Um, because I, as a director myself, like, I just know, like, the work that goes into it. So uh, I'm always so proud of my friends when they do it. And mm. I'm so glad that they take the time out to be on the shows. So that's always kind of cool. And um, Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I mean, it's, hey, no. uh, it's cool to talk about. And I, uh, I know we, I record this in advance, but it's coming out, you said, December 4th. December 4th, yep. So, so this show will probably be aired by then. I, but what are the platforms? I mean, primarily it's going to be Amazon and Tubi. Um, and then there's uh, some, uh, yeah. And then there's some uh, other platforms uh, rolling in, but uh, those are the primary ones. And um, uh, t- tell us a little bit about like your experience, like being on set and your process and stuff. Oh man, it was interesting. I mean, we shot um, on the East coast. So it was like outside of Boston and like fall river and Peabody for those that know. Um, I love it over other Boston. Yeah. So, um, but we shot in the, in the heart of the winter, which I don't know like what possessed me to do that. Um, so it was interesting because, uh, like getting people on set every day was really difficult. Um, just because, yeah, the amount of snowfall that was happening, uh, was insane. Um, and so it was a tight schedule because I'd, uh, I'd flown, uh, the lead, uh, Hunter Davis. Um, I'd flown him out from LA and so he was on a time crunch. So we were trying to fit everything in. Oh, copy. Yeah. Yeah, before we lost him. Uh, so that, that was really interesting. And then the other, the other thing, which I don't know if it was good or bad, I mean, the actors could probably tell you better than I, but um, I had set it up. So I was trying to emulate the script in real time uh, for the actors. Uh, so since we didn't have time to rehearse, and uh, because, you know, Hunter flew in pretty much the day before shooting, oh, okay. um, I didn't have time to, re- uh, to rehearse with like everybody that was local on the East coast. So I set up the uh, script and the, uh, the living arrangements and whatnot to, to emulate what was going on. So at least the actor could experience the feelings that he was having while oh, the nice. character was having. Yeah. I mean, we didn't uh, shoot entirely chronological, but what I, what I ended up doing is I, uh, the character you know, he, he goes to work and he lives his life. And then there's a period of time where he stays at home and he thinks that this is a good idea. And uh, I set it up so that the actor never left the apartment that we were in. So, oh, nice. Okay, it's an interesting yeah. concept. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, the, uh, the neighbor that comes into the story, um, I had her basically living in the apartment um, downstairs. And I had them basically meeting, like, let's say certain days pass. I had the meeting um, however many days passed, right? And then each day in their relationship was like another day that I introduced them. Oh, so they, okay. were sort of, they were sort of getting to know each other as characters and as people. I'd be, now I'm intrigued to have Hunter on the show and see how that works for him. I'd be Just from a standpoint of an actor. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, curious. I mean, we've had our talks and I, I know things get a little intense sometimes. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's great, you know, so I'm sure he'd like to be on. And how many how many days did you guys shoot? Um, it came out to about twenty. Um, oh, okay, that's a good amount for an independent film. It was, yeah, um, which was great because it gave us a lot of time to like get to know one another. I mean, I already knew Hunter; I had worked with him in the past, but just like yeah. all the other actors, um, it gave us time. Um, and a lot of that time was just spent, like uh, the moves. Like I said, in the middle of winter, were very difficult. 
Um, yeah. So we'd be shooting in the apartment, but then we'd have to go to a funeral home for a couple of days. And so we'd make that move and then come back. So yeah, we had about like three weeks with Hunter um, off and on shooting. Nice. Oh yeah. man, I'm so happy for you. So, Thank you. so everybody got to go check out this movie and then we can have a whole conversation about social anxiety. Yes. yes. Which would be really yeah. awesome. Is there anything right. else happening for you, Mr. Mello? I don't know why I called you Mr. Mello. We're not that Because it's very profesh, and I like this it. Prof- this is a professional podcast. Yeah. I, very well, professional. Obviously. I mean, without a doubt. Hello, it's mimosas with Mike. <laughs> don't expect right. anything less. Although I don't have a mimosa. I have, like, seltzer water. It's I know. You know, nice. so that's the only thing with, with COVID is, like, uh, I used to do it when I would do it in person. If you listen to older episodes, well, I've done it. I did it where I, I, I filmed at my friend's house, and then mm. I did it in person, and I'd actually have mimosas to those that drink, but um now it's just I, now it's just more about you know spending time with people and catching up like you would do with your friends over mimosas so now it's much more right. existential i guess <laughs> <laughs> sorry to go that direction you know i don't mean no, no, no i would love i look my goal is if i could grow the show and actually have a studio someday i'd love to have um i'd love to have in-studio guests again and record it and actually have a real mimosa and, and talk i think that energy would be great mm. Um, but in the meantime, I do like the Zoom thing or not the, whatever the social media, this distance thing is because I can actually look at you and I feel like we're having a conversation rather than like, you know, just a voice on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, even though eight out of 10 times, most of the people I interview, I already know. It's oh, really? Because, That's interesting. Well, I mean, it, well, you, you, you have a, a large Rolodex, let's say. I do. A bit larger than mine, but... <laughs> Well, like I was telling you, your, your PR company that set up this interview, they, every time they send me, like, we have a new what? interview, I'm like, what? What? You're breaking the fourth wall here. We're oh. friends. That <laughs> we, are, we are friends. This guy. No, no, no. But, well, we, look. I mean, isn't that funny, though? I, uh, I could have just picked up the phone and called you, but, like, uh, you know, yeah. somebody had to set this up. <laughs> What's well, so funny? That's how I get a lot. Well, that's the thing is, like, um, I got emailed uh, about a movie that like one of my good friends is in. We have the exact same manager. And I was like, I can just email him. But with the PR <laughs> company, they can at least give me the, the movie to watch ahead of time. Right, right. Or at least and, – and they give me the assets for the show. No, which, sure. But it's so interesting. But but like I said, that's why I said nine, uh, eight out of ten times, I usually just reach out to people. Yeah. But it is nice to have other people to help me because I don't always know what everybody Oh, no, doing. yeah, it's great, yeah. And and they're great, too. But I, I just think it's funny because we do know each other. When they told me, they're like, hey, we're going to set this up. I'm like, oh, I guess I could have done that. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, you are, you know, it's 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 a good thing. But the thing is, is like they, I know that when they email me and I see what the movie is, sometimes I, I actually recommend them to other podcasts and press as oh. well. So that's always – I mean – I know a lot of people, but I, I, of all, the amount of people that I know, I don't always know what you guys are doing. True, true. It's just, it's, and, yeah, I mean, it's been a while. Um, yeah. I mean, I was on the East Coast. I didn't get to see you for a minute. Um, I mean, I've been back in L.A. for a while, but that, it, you know, under these circumstances, of course. So You guys are hearing it here first. He came back and didn't reach out. I'm just messing with you. I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> it's true. I, I didn't do it either, so I'm the one. We, we couldn't have done anything anyway. I guess a phone call, right? I guess the, let's start with the basics. <laughs> you know, you know, I love this is actually really great. So if you listen to like, I think maybe the last six episodes of my podcast, mm-hmm. it's literally me reconnecting with people I haven't seen in a while. That's great. Like every, almost every single person it's like, I haven't talked to you in a while. Do you want to, and then like, I already know that they're doing stuff. So it's like, yeah, it's a good excuse to kind of catch up with them, which is what I love about the show. Like I love, that's what most of Michael is to me. It's like, 
catching up on a Sunday, you know, having like drinks and just sort of like, what's going on in your life? Here's what's going on in mine. And it's like, and the audience likes that because like they get to hear like silly stories of stuff that we've done and little anecdotes, but then they also hear about, you know, this really cool thing you did, which is you directed your first feature. Like that's, I think it's after well, you. I, I, I had a question uh, for you because, I mean, um, I remember seeing uh, – I know, I know. No, I remember spot. seeing, uh, yeah, you know, uh, You Can Call Me Eve and uh, in, in play format. Um, but Wait, did, you, you, did you go see my play? I did, yeah. Holy um, shit, have I known you that yeah. long? Yeah, it was great. Um, but um, are you, like, turning that into uh, a production, like a, a film do, or what's I on? have a feature script. It hasn't been made yet, but I do have a feature script, yes. Really? That's yes. pretty huge. So here's the thing. So, oh my God, I can't believe I've known you that long. You know, that play was produced in 2011. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I think uh, we probably met through Robert, I think. So I've known that oh, guy Robert, since yeah. like 2008, I think. So I, that makes sense. Wow. You guys, I'm so old. This is, this is, <laughs> this is the dark side of the podcast is when you find out that like all these memories that I have, them, the dark side of, I'm so old. Uh, I digress. Yes. The play. So during the play, um, so the story was about this woman who just lost her husband and through the whole play, she was getting ready for his funeral. And then you find out at the end that he died, but, mm -hmm. and she breaks the fourth wall cause she talks to the audience that wouldn't work in a movie. And I tried to write the script like that. And I was like, it wasn't the same. Mm. So what I did do for the, for the feature is the, 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 the movie in the script starts where the play ends, which is she goes to her husband's funeral. And then the story actually, yeah, so the story basically like you're learning who Eve is now and then who she was in the past. So these two parallel storylines, which I love. So it's mm. like I spent five or six years getting that play done, writing it. It went through you know several readings and, and workshops and, and formats and stuff to get where it was at. And then it was like I had to literally take that story and kind of learn go from scratch again to rebuild it because I had you know I learned who uh, who we spent so much time learning about who Eve was in her past. I never mm -hmm. explored her going forward in the future. Oh, so to me, it was like a whole other, it's like a whole other story. And so that's you, pretty you know, neat. Yeah, it's it's actually really really good. I want this movie made so bad because it's it's an all Latin cast. Like it's you know it's older mm -hmm. Latina woman plus you have the younger version of her. So, no, I mean it was great. It's also I'm sure a nice exercise to sort of explore the the characters that you've already lived with and kind of just see how they've evolved, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because that was my story about was why w the whole point of the movie was why she changed her name to become a new woman. But then I never, the play didn't really need to go forward. Right. Mm. But the, mm -hmm. but I could able, I was able in the movie to, to explore both her past and her present. And I, I love that. I love learning who this new, I knew who the old Eve was. That was the whole point of the script, but I never got mm -hmm. to learn who the new Eve was. And, uh, she was. She's one of my favorite characters I think I've ever written. I mean, for me to write a sixty-year-old Latin woman as like at the time I wrote it, it was in my thirties, mid-thirties. So for me to write like I'm I'm a thirty-year-old white gay guy. For me to write like a sixty-year-old like Latin woman was just like a challenge in itself. And people are like, "How'd you write that?" And I go, "Well, I mean, uh, I guess maybe because I'm gay, I think like a woman." But she's based like, a lot of my mother. She's based a lot of my grandmother. Mm, oh, and interesting. And teachers that I've had, so I wrote it like that. But then I also grew up next to um, a Latino family, so I was very familiar with like I spent a lot of time with them. So I and living in Southern California is great because mm. we're around the Latin culture a lot. So I was really able to. That's why we workshopped it. I, I would bring people in and be like, 
is this authentic for you? Does this feel right? And they would be like, oh, no, we wouldn't do this in the culture. So, I mean, I think that's why it feels real is because it, it drew on a lot of, like, people's life experiences and things. Yeah, and, and I think if you write something like that, um, you know, the, yeah. the cliche is write what you know, right? But I think part of that is uh, what you don't know, find out and research and, and, you know, try to put your personal experiences into it. So I think to do something like that is tricky. But if you do it respectfully and um, honor, yeah. Um, and like you said, talk to a bunch of people. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Spoke to me. Um, so I thought it was interesting when I saw that. And I was like, oh, uh, you're going to do something further with that. That's pretty cool. I would love to, yeah. Cool. Um, it's, it's just one of those that's going to take a while because it's just – there's nothing like it right now. Especially it's, it's a lot – and it's a big movie. I mean, it covers over, I think, five – five different decades because it really does go through like it starts i mean there's there's snippets but i mean it definitely does cover many areas of her life and i love that i mean it's a true human story and i really want to do it well but it's going to happen and then i'll be on podcast talking awesome. to people about it hey yeah oh yeah how exciting was i can't believe you brought that up that's so crazy i haven't i forgot you went to the but now yeah. you just mentioned it i do remember being there yeah yeah it was pretty so pretty cool. neat yeah thanks man um well i i know i said this before it always goes fast but our time is up Sweet. Yeah, well, it goes fast. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully our time has not been up as friends, but uh, I'm, no. I'm okay with... Uh, Bro, it, I can't. I, it is really, really great to see you. I, I'm sorry that it's been so long, but you know. I know, likewise. But, but what you did, look what you've accomplished in that time. So this is good stuff. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, more to come. Um, I think there, there's some other yeah. stuff that's going to come out in a couple of months. So keep an eye oh, out for that. With you? Well, hopefully yeah, this, yeah. Time, this time you can tell me. You don't have to have your PR people tell me. <laughs> yeah. you, we'll set something up. I will say it was the funniest thing when I got – you messaged me. Um, I think you messaged me through Facebook, and you're like, is this one of those moments where it's my people are hitting up your people? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess it is. So it's very fascinating. So where can people find you? Where can we find my um, I am terrible at social media. I really you am. I mean, you can't I, be. I know, That's why you have a PR people. That's what I, you feel. Yeah, exactly. I spend so much time in production and writing and like whatever. And these things take a long time, as you know, that I get so focused in because I, um, I direct, I edit. So it, it's, yeah. it's for me to do all this other stuff. It's like a full time job. But um, and I am on Instagram as uh, okay. Mike G. Mello. Um, but okay. the easiest way is probably to go to oldmanhenry.com. That's the uh, production company. Okay. So oldmanhenry.com. Yeah. Drop, drop me a line whenever. Perfect, because then people can, and then they can get like the latest news on what you're doing, right? Yes, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's so exciting, man. I'm so, again, so proud of you. Thank so you. Hey, likewise. Well, you know, this isn't about I mean, me. This is about you. Hey, well, that's all right. I mean, that's why if, if this was a normal conversation, we would be uh, we would be talking about you as well. So I know, but can I just tell you, every time I edit these these episodes, I'm like, guys, talk so much, and I love that the audience <laughs> likes that, but it's like I. I don't know. It's interesting, but I, it's interesting because, um, like I said recently, I've been, I've been catching up with a lot of people, and so it's like I interviewed my friend Lee, uh, Leon, and we did a movie together. He kept bringing up things I completely forgot about. And I was like, oh my mm. god! So you know, it's it, it's interesting, fascinating that where we are right now with the show is that I I'm reconnecting with a lot of people, and they're reminding me of stuff that like I was like, oh my, I hadn't forgot about that, or you know, it's just like I get to have this next great rapport with the audience, and so they, they get a mm. lot out of the show too. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, 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 you're the anchor, right? So it, it all goes through you. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> I'm the anchor. Um, maybe that's why I feel stuck. I'm just, that was, I'm just kidding. Um, 
God, I'm sorry. Well, we can talk about that further in person or, yeah, as, or you know, off of this. <laughs> you are, um, you're awesome, man. I'm so glad I get to, to catch up with you again. Yeah, Never- likewise, man. It's, uh, I mean, you're always a breath of fresh air. I mean, it was always fun hanging out with you. So I do try. I do try to be breath of fresh air. <laughs> that's why I wear mint cologne. No, just kidding. Um, all right. Well, uh, everybody, please, please check out Sunny Side Up, directed by Michael. Well, I guess you just go by Mike. I go by Michael. You go by Mike. I go by Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike. Uh, available uh, well, actually on uh, Tubi and Amazon and other places, or you can go to oldmanhenry.com. Did I say that right, Old Man Henry? Old Man Henry, yeah. Jeez. It's like I've done this before. Um, and then you can check out Mimosas with Michael on iTunes we're available on Spotify iHeartRadio YouTube and uh, Instagram TV Uh, please like the show and spread the word and help everybody get out there and watch this awesome movie I'm so proud of you again man thank you thank you so much hey and And stay uh, safe okay oh you too couple more months couple more months we got this you guys (laughs) take care everybody talk to you later bye bye bye